Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to a special episode of Inside the Firm. It's so special uh, because Lance isn't here. Woo! Just kidding. Um, it's not that, even though he is trying to cheat on me with Nick Renard from Nick Reads. Everyone should be aware of this. They are starting some sort of love fest over Florida. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not a part of it. it. It's all them. But the real reason this is a special episode is I have two of my friends on the episode. Ones that you might know. One is Enix Sears and the other one is Mark LePage. They both, coincidentally, without actually knowing that the other ones were creating it, are creating profit courses for architects. Uh, I n- n- know these guys for a long time. These, and I've, I've been in, I've seen how they work. And these courses are absolutely great. So it's a deep dive conversation. Uh, the first the first one will be with Enoch and the second one will be with, with Mark LePage. And what I want everyone just to consider, because I, I honestly really think it's worth it, is that if you weren't considering doing something like this, to really truly consider it and to really think, hey, could I benefit from this? I'm telling you from my experience, I think you could. Um, I'm not getting paid for any of this. This is just uh, something that I think could help out the whole profession. So often we hear about architects uh, complain rightly so about how they're not valued. These two guys have taken a lot of their times and their lot, a lot of their years to put together something great um, so that you guys can be valued more, so that you guys can do architecture. Now, which one should you choose? Doesn't matter to me. Um, choose the one that resonates with you more, right? But I would say choose one. Um, so these interviews will go back to back and then, uh, we'll come back. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little outro at the end, but, uh, so have fun. Uh, I, I, I hope you, I hope you can seriously consider doing one of these courses and talk to you at the end of the episode. So, Hey, this is Alex here with Enoch. How's it going? Alex is going excellent, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah. So you have an email series that I'm pretty interested in and um, also a course that people can probably get to uh, through the email series called Profit Levers. And I have a couple questions and I actually want to go sort of behind the scenes um, inside your firm, inside how you do it. But first, could you give everyone an overview of what this is? Sure. Well, let's, let's back up a couple of steps here, Alex, because there's a conversation in architecture when we talk about money. Right? And there's this conversation that somehow money is not important, that I don't do what I do for the money. Right. Well, that's ridiculous, but yeah. It may be ridiculous, but I know that I have thought that in the past. And that doesn't mean that I don't understand that money is part of a larger picture. Yeah. Right? That doesn't mean that I don't understand that money is something necessary. It's a medium of exchange. And to have a fantastic business, to be able to win in the game of design and architecture, we need to master the game of business. And the business, the language of business is money. Yeah. 
right? And I mean, even nowadays, I mean, look, we can even say, oh, it's not only money, it's also social and environmental impact, right? So there's some companies out there, they're doing some really cool things in terms of this triple bottom line accounting, right? Which is we're not just judging our company based upon the profit and loss of the dollars or the, the rands or the pounds or whatever, but we're actually looking at the social environmental impact we have, right? So that conversation aside, I'm not going to be addressing that. I think that's a valid way to approach business. That's fantastic. But when we're talking about business people, businessmen and businesswomen who are understanding and winning in business, it's because there's one key metric that they're looking at to judge whether they're being successful or not. Yep. And um, that is money. Yeah. So I, I want to relay a quick story because it relates exactly to what you're talking about. So I was telling you before we got in the air that we have one big project that's trying to do something really cool, some great design. And it was something that wasn't in the initial scope, but it was in the scope in the sense of, Hey, we're doing a building for you. And we said that we we're going to do this building for you, but it's a very intricate piece of architecture that we're going to have to design. And what is that going to take more money? So I had to have that conversation with the client and it worked out well and you know, we'll get paid more, but I came back to the office and there was another one of our employees uh, working with another big project. And it wasn't about the design, but it was all these issues, all these questions coming up. And I could see, you know, it, it, he was kind of getting, I wouldn't say flustered, but it's a lot to handle. Right. And the talk that I had with him is that, okay, what we're trying to give them is value and value and money can be interchangeable because that's going to time and your time is relating to money. So for our staff to give people the appropriate amount of time, give them the appropriate number of responses, coordination and value takes money. If, if I don't manage my money well, all of a sudden I'm pressuring myself or my staff to not do a good job, right? To not make good architecture. And if that isn't all managed well, we can't do what we do, but also the clients can't do what they actually want to do. That's right. I mean, it, you can't meet your mission if you're not making money. Yep. Yep. I remember, I remember seeing this, this blog post once about how you can actually look it up. You can Google it. You can look up a mother Teresa, you know, is bad or she's a scam or something because this person wrote this article was going off about how mother Teresa was just this big financial operation because she did man. She actually had a lot of money flowing through her organization right? But she needed the money to be able to have the impact that even Mother Teresa had, right? And so somehow we live in this myth. We live in this fantasy world that in architecture, all I need to worry about is design. Look, here's another story. So a couple years ago, I was at the AI conference and I had a chance to sit down with Tom Main because he had just won the AI gold medal, right? And I was asking about this conversation of business and architecture. I said, Tom, I said, tell me about your approach to business and architecture. And he kind of like, he kind of like laughed and scoffed. He said, well, you've seen my you know, you know about me, right? You know what I do. I'm like, yes, yes, I know. You know, you're all about the design and everything, right? And so he just began to expound about his design decisions and why they do what they do and what it represents in the world and all this stuff we get really excited about as architects. But here's the key. There was a little sideline that he said when we were discussing this that my ears pricked up because you know, he's all, you know, through it all, I've had a great support. My wife has been my business manager. Yep. So did you hear, I, I'm sure we talked, I mean, we've been on each other's podcasts. We've known, we've even met in person, but I told you I worked at Daniel Leapskin. And if you know anything about his firm, guess who was managing the money? His wife. And his wife was the one at the bank when he was trying to get a loan to do the Jewish museum. And, you know, he was talking about design, obviously, and, and how cool it was going to be. 
And she, she finally had to interject and said, no, no, you can loan us this money because we have a contract. And that contract has this amount and, you know, laid everything out so the banker could understand. And like, okay, you can have your loan now, you know, to, to run your firm. So absolutely. I mean, that, that, that is a brilliant ideal, uh, idea and a brilliant example, Alex, of this idea that somehow we exist, we almost, we, we abide by this myth in the architecture industry, right? That money isn't important, that these successful architects who are doing these world-class projects that, you know, they're just in it for the design. They're just doing good design. No, behind every single successful firm, you have someone that is managing the funds like a hawk and understands the keys of business. So what happens to small firms, right? When we don't realize what's really happening behind the curtains of these very prominent world-class firms, we know that the, the leaders of the firms are out there talking about how it's all about design, it's all about design, and that's what they focus on right? We get this picture that success means I just have to be a good architect. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to actually my first question, because there's this veil, right? And you have put together a system, a course that kind of, uh, kind of gives people a peek into it. But what I want to know is how did you come up with this system? What did you have to do to kind of understand this better and communicate this better to people? Sure. So the first idea is getting over my own misconceptions that, you know, somehow money is not important. Right. And I was on a webinar just earlier today presenting to about 50 different architects from around the US. And one of the comments in the chat box, we were kind of discussing this idea of lead generation marketing for an architecture firm. And one of the architects said, well, you know what? Relationships are more important to us than money. Why are the relationships important? <laughs> Well, that's the point. I mean, like, okay, great. Go out to, there's a place here in Visalia, California called the Oval. And there's this, the homeless people hang out in the Oval, right? So, you know, you can probably have some real great relationships with those homeless people if you go out there and just hang out all day and, you know, just start giving them money. They'll probably like you for a little bit. Yeah. Right. So ultimately your question is exactly the right question we should be asking, right? It's like, ultimately it's going to go back to money. Yes, we value relationships. And I get what this architect was trying to say. He was trying to say, look, we don't compromise our relationships for money. That's probably what he was trying to get at. And obviously that's a winning strategy. That's what we want to do. But at the same time, I know there's the subtext that like, if I focus on money, then I have to be all about the money. Cause we see the Wolf of Wall Street and everything like that, right? So to go back to your question, Enoch, how did you come up with this? How did you uncover this? Well, you know, years ago when I first started back in 2011 or whatever, when I first started business of architecture, I like you wanted to discover these principles of business, right? Because I noticed that there's certain patterns of success in business, Al, that basically people can follow them and it leads inevitably to success. Right now, within that framework of patterns of success in business, there's a lot of variability in the way that our personalities work, in the way that we see the world, and the way that we achieve that end. But there are constants, right? You can look at people that are ultra successful, like Mother Teresa, and you can look at other people, maybe who are successful in business, like, uh, you know, like, um, like Jeffrey Jeff Bezos. Sure. Right? Yeah. And you can say, okay, two very different ends, but I bet there's common parallels between things they did to have success. So when I took a look at, at architects in general, and I'm thinking about how to, get, how to help architects get to the next level, because that's my goal and my mission is really to raise the industry and to help architects achieve abundance in three key areas. I call them the three Fs. Number one would be their fulfillment, right? Because at the end of the day, we need to be fulfilled. Number two is freedom. Right. And this may, this may mean freedom in terms of the kind of products we have to work on, uh, the kind of clients we get to work with 
and the time we can take off. And then lastly, finances, right? But we need to have all three of these things. And this is what I find that most firm owners define as success. Heck, if I can be fulfilled, if I can be financially abundant, and if I can have freedom, then I've created my dream practice, right? And so I said, okay, cool. I want to get people there. What are some of the first things they need to do? Well, when I look at architecture firms, both the ones that I work with that are in the programs I, I, I run, um, or just the firms that I interview, right? The one key thing is that they need profit to be able to invest in marketing and business development, right? Because that's the number one problem and challenge I have is I wish I had better clients to work with. I I wish I had better projects, right? But they don't understand how to get there. Well, the key is that it takes an enormous amount of investment. It takes money to acquire clients, right? Now, if you look at the firms that get referrals year after year after year, it's because they've spent years building up a book of business through relationships. There's a value to that. They've spent lots of time, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars building those relationships, right? So to be in this idea that, that all I need to do is wait for referrals, that like I don't do any marketing because clients are free is a mistaken fallacy that is hurting architecture firms around the world because they're not understanding that to really grow and get consistency to your practice, you need to be able to afford on marketing and business development for your firm, right? So this idea of profit levers, I'm thinking, okay, Alex, business is a complex topic. There's a lot of things we could implement in a firm. When we look at a firm and we want to get them to the next level, we could invest in repositioning the firm. We can invest in looking at strategic partners. We could look at trying to get them press in some leading magazines to increase their brand profile and their visibility, right? But I want to say, okay, cool. What are the very, what are the quick wins that even the smallest of sole practitioners could implement quickly in their practice to just change things they're already doing? If I just change the way that I'm doing this, it can have a significant impact on my bottom line, give me more profit. I can then reinvest that profit back into marketing and business development. And then I can start to dominate my local market because now I have the $30,000 website. Now I have the amazing videos because I can afford to do that, right? And then that's a virtuous cycle that leads to better projects and better clients. So in terms of the individual profit levers, Alice, I was just looking at what are some easily easy to implement things that people could do? Like that's why they're called a lever, right? You basically pull down one end and if it's, if the fulcrum's over there, it can move this very large boulder, right? So that's the idea behind a profit lever. What are some things that we can do that are simple to implement that give an extraordinarily outsized result? Yeah. One thing that I want to make sure that I get across because I think it's so important is that this is not the first course you've ever done. This is not your, your first day. And what that means is not that you necessarily, you know, have all the experience and all the answers, but because that you are a business person and you want to make money for yourself, you've honed your system. So you've had things develop over time and you've tried this out with people that you've taught and those people have had success and because they've had success then you're able to either repackage it, make a new one and, and give it to more people. If it didn't work, I wouldn't be talking to you because you wouldn't have the time <laughs> to talk to me because you'd have to be go making money some other place. So could you tell me about, I, I kind of have two questions and you can answer it any way you want. Either, you know, someone who did a specific thing and it worked for them or what are the type of people that this either works for or this doesn't, what do those type of people do? Because I, I teach at the university level and I can tell you, Hey, students who do this, they are the ones that succeed. Students who do this do not succeed. So take, take that question any way you want, but um, 
I wonder if you could give some insight into the actual real people. Sure, you bet. So there's, there's a lot of patterns in terms of the second part of that question, which is what are the patterns of people that do that succeed? I mean, that's a big question. So maybe we can circle back on that. In terms of the examples of things that, that I've seen firms do that, that have produced these outsized results, I'll give you a couple examples, right? So one, one of the profit levers is, well, let, let's go with this. What about I share with, your, with our audience and those people listening a profit lever today that could instantly, literally the next time they send out an invoice could instantly double their profit. How does that sound? Okay. Or, or 10X their profit. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is a simple thing, but interestingly about this, there's a lot of psychological hangups that keep people from implementing this profit lever. And when I say it, people are going to think, oh, you know, come on, that's so simple. That's, that's, you know, that's common sense, right? But here's the key. I'm talking about raising your fees, okay? So if you want to instantly put more money in the bank, go and add 10% to your fees. What does that 10% do? Well, let's just take an example. Let's just say for round numbers that you're currently charging $100 an hour. Sure. Right? And let's say that you go ahead and you increase to $110 an hour, right? On the face of that, you might say, okay, cool. I'm making $10 more an hour, which is about 10% of $100, right? However, let's just say that currently your firm's operating at a almost a zero or 5% profit margin, right? So let's say that off of that off of that $100, you were banking about $5 in profit. When you add that 10% onto it, so now you've gone up to $110, you've basically doubled your profit. You have doubled your profit. You've multiplied your profit by 200% by raising your fees. Yeah, amazing. And is a client really going to say, well, uh, this guy's 10% less. Let's, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, most of them are already given to notice it, right? So that's one example, Al, of a profit lever. And yes, do we have examples of architects that have done this? Yes. The ones that go through the program, I teach them how to do this. I show them, hey, look, we're going to, you know, now I don't dictate the fees. I'm not like, you know, we're going to be price fixing here, right? But what, what this is about, it's about this conversation of understanding that you can charge much higher fees once you understand. Here's the thing. When you're looking at how to price a project, right? So many times I get, you know, hey, Enoch, how am I supposed to, you know, how do you suggest we do our fees, right? Well, architects, they do, you know, they do fixed fees. They may take a look at how many sheets it takes to do the job and kind of price it out that way. But here's what I'm going to recommend. And you can go listen to my interview with Blair Enns on the Business of Architecture podcast for more about this. Blair says, and I agree with him completely, price the client, not the project. Okay. Now here's the key. You have to understand what that project is worth to your client. Oh, okay. So it's a different way of looking at the fee. You're not, you're no longer looking at this is how long it takes us and stuff, but you're actually looking at, okay, what is this project worth to my client? And then we base our fee based upon that. Yep. And okay. you were talking about, I almost misunderstood um, pricing the client as, oh, this is a rich guy versus this guy's medium wealth, or, you know, this girl has this much money. It's not them. It's almost price the, what the project will do for them. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that, Alex. That's right. What we're doing is we're understanding clear. It doesn't matter how much, how wealthy this client is. We're not going to upcharge them just because we think they have a huge budget because they're not going to buy that, right? They're going to say, well, get out of town, you know, but we need to understand clearly what the project can do for them. Right? Yep. And if it's a homeowner, it's going to be something emotional, most likely. If it's a business, it's going to be something financially based. And then we need to understand that to set our fee. 
right? So once we start to understand that way of looking at our fees, it helps us deconstruct. And then you know what? It's not that big of a deal to add 10% to our fee because realistically, if we're like making this company a million dollars or like you t- you're doing a multifamily project now, right? So you're talking about, you were telling me before this call, you can do some really cool design with the balconies and just have a lot of fun. Sounds like you're absolutely crushing it, you know? Well, the reason those developers continue to come back to you is because you give them a positive ROI, right? And what's an extra $50,000 in their budget? I mean, really at the end of the day, it's, it's a decimal place. Yep. Right. Especially when you get on, on those large numbers. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking through your, your course and what you're offering and, you know, I know prices change, um, just because, you know, sometimes you're doing a promotion, you know, it might be a semi different course next year. So the, the price that I saw, I own five years ago, 10 years ago when I was just starting, you know, like I wanted to do some of these things. And now that I'm older and I kind of know how things work, when I see these prices, I go, this is a steal. This is a steal of a deal. It, and, and because I teach, you know, students, it's, you know, sometimes we'll get in discussions about what to do, what not to do. And a lot of times we afford a lot of um, flexibility, especially creativity in what they do. But sometimes it comes down to try it my way unless you have a way better idea. And then I go, you won't know if you have a way better idea until you try it my way first and then see it against your idea, right? So for your course, if I almost want to guarantee it, but I'm not making any money off of your course. I almost want to guarantee if you just listen to what he said and just tried it first and just, you know, got out of your own head and said, no, I'm just going to try this. There's no way you wouldn't 10 X the amount of money that you put into paying this for this. Like I just see, I saw your whole outline and I was like, this is, this is a no brainer, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I, yeah, I want to encourage people to, yeah. Did you have something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the way you're thinking about this, Alex. You're, you're really resonating with me because you're thinking about it like a businessman. And this is so important because it's a mindset. It's not about how much something costs. It's about the investment and what it can do for my business. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where architects, a lot of times when we get so much, when we, when, because one of my mentors recently told me, he, he said, you know what, Enoch, he said, there's two ways to look at growing a business. Number one, you can look at how much things cost or you can look at it from an investment standpoint is what is this going to do for my business? Right. When we look at 2008, the companies that died were the companies that pulled back on marketing because it cost money. Right. And so what happened to them? It's like they basically cut off the hose to the plant, the plant withered and died. Right. So I love the fact, yeah, the, the program itself that I'm offering here, um, yeah, it's an incredible deal. There's a 100% money back guarantee. So actually anyone that joins the course, if they don't make their money back, they can, you know, I try to make it a no brainer, but more importantly here, it's like, well, Enoch, if these, if these things are so great, why don't you just give it away for free? You know, why don't you let people just get these profit levers for free? Well, there's a couple reasons. There's a couple reasons for that, Alex. And number, the number one reason is if we're not willing to pay someone else to get a result in our life, then we're not going to be able to charge someone else to give them a result. Yep. Right. You've probably experienced that in your life. Well, I, I think there's, yeah, there's an, there's a, I didn't even think about that reason. I, I, I thought about the other reason where, um, the, what I was getting at with one of the questions is the people who succeed are the ones that actually execute. The execution is what matters. And if you're not putting some skin in the game, you're, you're definitely not going to execute. I know for a fact, there's people that have bought this. I teach Revit, shout out to Revit Rocketship. You can go there and buy the course. And I know people that buy it and don't use it. 
<laughs> what what are you gonna what are you gonna get from that? You know, so I, I bet you there's a couple people that buy your course and honestly don't use it. They buy it because it's obviously a good idea. They're gonna use it some other time. Maybe get they get too busy or whatever. But it ties into the if, if you if you just execute, it's gonna be worth it for you. You know, dude, totally. And you remind me. Here's another crazy thing. Because a lot of times I see architects, they want to compete on price. They want to say, look, I'm going to lower my, I feel like I'm in this price rat race that I got to go to the bottom, right? And there's this mistaken fallacy that if we give something away for free, people will value us. Or if we devalue our services, that people will value us, right? I learned this very early on as a father when I bought my son this beautiful, nice new mountain bike, right? So I spent money and I gave it to him as a gift. You know, one week later, that thing was sitting out in the rain, rusting. Okay. Compare that to when I was a kid, I had a paper route and I saved up my money. And I still remember the day when I walked in to the sporting goods store and I was able to purchase with my own money. It was like $300 at the time, which was like a huge fortune. Oh yeah. Wow. You know, back yeah. <laughs> you're not old, but you're not that young either. I'm so. not, you know, and, and this was a, it was a red Bianchi mountain bike. And I still remember it sitting there on the showroom floor and you better believe that I took care of that bike because I had paid so much money for it, right? So here's, here's the deal, right? If people buy my course and they don't do it, it's probably because I didn't charge them enough. Because yeah. value, the way we value something is almost directly related to how much sacrifice that we took to actually get that thing. And so it's, it's in our best interest, a lot of, as counterintuitive as it sounds, sometimes it's our, been in our best interest to charge our clients a lot of money because they value it more. Here's, here's a, a secret that I've learned from a lot of very high-end residential architects that I work with. Uh, they say, you know what, Enoch, the clients who I charge the most money to, and I'm talking about these are $10 million plus homes. Mm -hmm. They're the easiest clients to work with. They value me the most. And it's the ones that are coming in and wanting to nickel and dime me and wanting to pay the cheapest price. Those are the ones that don't value me and are the problem clients. I couldn't agree more than 100% because 100% is a limit. I can <laughs> tell you story after story that mimics that. I, I just reasonably upped the fee because we did something outside the scope for um, a client. And it's not like they're, you know, the richest person in the, in the world at all, but it was, I'm concise, but very laid out email. No problem sending a check tomorrow. Another client where we're doing a lot of work, actually more than, you know, what we're getting paid for, but it was, Hey, lower the fee. You know, it was in one of those tight periods. Holy cow. It, it just the opposite. It, it's like pulling teeth and it's crazy how true that statement is. And isn't that weird though, how counterintuitive it is though. I mean, before you got into business, I would have had no idea before I got into business, but it just seems counterintuitive. Y yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the, the high price, you almost think in your head, they're going to demand so much more. And, you know, maybe the quality of design, maybe the materials, maybe some of the communication, but the, the, you don't think about the opposite is true. Someone who's looking for a deal is going to want something more also. They're still in every instance looking for more attention, more detail. So both of them are looking for it in your theory, you know, in your theory, both of them are going to want, you know, you know, more value, but the person that's trying to nickel and dime it down is actually the one that's going to normally be more harassing about it.
Totally. Because if you think about a, think about an ultra wealthy person, right? If they have enough money, they have more money than time generally is what you're going to find. And so the last thing they want to do, they want you to take care of everything. They're like, man, Alex, just take care of it for me. You know, here's some money, just go make it happen. You know, Um, they're not going to be like, oh man, I was on the job site yesterday and and that the tile wasn't exactly the right shade. And, and, you know, I I saw it cheaper at Home Depot. Uh, Why did the contractor charge us this much money for the tile? You know, you're just like driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how can people just start to get acquainted with this? Um, What I, what I recommend is that I've set up an email series that goes over three distinct profit levers. And in these emails that I've set up, Alex, it basically teaches them and shows them how they can use these profit levers. And there's some case studies of firms that, that implemented three of these profit levers. Uh, It's an email series that I've provided. And someone just goes to the webpage. I'll give you a link here. It's ARC resources, A-R-C-H resources.org. So it's not.com or anything. ARC resources.org forward slash profit dash levers with an S. So if they go there, there's a page where they can just enter in their email address and then they'll get those emails and they'll get those three profit levers. And then if they want to invest in the program now, it is closed right now as we're doing this interview, but I'm going to pay attention to who, who drops into that landing page. And then I can open it up for a little bit to give them the opportunity to join that. Cause right now I'm literally working with clients uh, who are going through the program tomorrow. I have a call We're we're focused on profit lever number one right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks for uh, stopping in and talking about it. And uh, if, if, People aren't following you. They can. Business of Architecture is, is your podcast. Is it businessofarchitecture.com? Yeah, just go to businessofarchitecture.com. You can create a free account there. There's a number of free resources that I give away um, when you sign up for a free membership, including what I call the Profit Map uh, video, how to double your architecture from income in the next 12 months. So there's a video that goes over that. Also, you'll get access to my, the digital copy of Social Media for Architects and a few other things. Just go to businessofarchitecture.com. There's a link to create an account create an account, and then you'll be able to follow my world and would love to have you over there. Perfect. Sounds great. All right. I'm I'm sure we will hear from you. And we mentioned you randomly every, let's say five or so episodes, just because it comes up. Um, But again, it was good, good uh, reaching out and connecting. Awesome. Alex. Thanks, man. Carpe diem. So I'm here with my buddy and I can say that Mark LePage. Uh, I've known him at least, Mark, when do you think? At least three, four years? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it started, but uh, yeah, a long time, a long time. Yeah. And um, as you probably know from the intro to this episode, what we're doing is is kind of diving a little bit deeper and looking into courses that can help you. And both of these courses are based off of growing your firm uh, financially. And I think it's actually one of one of the sayings that you have is that a lot of architects like to do great design, but you can't do great design if you're not in business. But I'm a, don't you have like a, a, yes. a saying around that? Yes, I say profit, then art. There you go. Profit, profit, then art. Right. Um, and the, the idea behind profit, then art. When I say that, I, I say that a little bit to be provocative, to sort of get people to pay attention. Because when, and especially architects and creative people, when they hear that, they initially the hackles go up. And the you know they get a little excited about what I just said, and and they they almost hear profit before art, and that's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying build your foundation. I'm saying build build a business that's that's profitable, because that will fuel your art, and then you can do much more art. You can serve all the people that you want to serve. You want to serve the world, 
that's what you want to do, well, you need to build a business that can support you serving that world. And so you do profit, then art. So is, that kind of leads into my first question or might be an answer to my first question. Well, there's two parts. How did you develop this mm -hmm. course? And then why did you develop this course? Okay, I'll start with the second one first. I, yeah. I, I, I built the course first, or I built the course because it's, it's necessary. It is something that, that architects in general need, but specifically small firm architects who, who are our community. Um, it, it's the thing that we're all struggling with. We all, um, uh, we all, the things that we're talking about are we want more marketing, you know, we need, we need more projects, uh, we need to, to build a bigger team, um, we're struggling because we don't have enough time to do the things that we wanna do. I hear all these things all day long and all the things that we're doing um, and the, the foundation of that, the thing that uh, is not allowing you to do all those things, to build the marketing system that you need to, to attract the clients that you want, to, to grow the team that you want, the thing that's stopping you from doing that is your financial management system, is that we don't understand money. We, don't, we were never trained, it's, and it's not your fault, it's not my fault, we were never trained to, to understand money. We went to architecture school, we understand architecture and how to design, but we don't know money. And so to answer the first or the second question first, we built it because it's necessary. We all need to do this. Um, and I tried to do it in a way that was fun. Um, I've tried to do it in a way that is easy to and very accessible. So we broke it down into little chunks of video that you can watch every day at lunchtime for 15 minutes and then go back to work. And in two weeks you have the whole course done. Um, and so we built it in a way that, that we, can, we can finally do that and master our money. Um, th the way we built it is, is uh, it's video. So it's a video training course. It's seven sections, uh, multiple modules. I think there's about 19 actual videos. They're, they're, they range from about three minutes to a half hour, depending on which ones they are. Most of them are around the 15-minute mark. Um, last year, at the end of last year, for many years, I've collaborated with Steve Wintner. Steve Wintner is, a, is an architect. He's a uh, uh, business consultant. He's the author of the book, uh, Financial Management for Design Professionals. He's the author, uh, co-author of the, the chapters on financial management in the AIA's Handbook for Professional Practice. He is the guy who teaches architects how to build financial management systems. And so he and I have collaborated to, to create this course. We started it with a workshop a couple of months ago. We did a five-week workshop, live workshop online. And then we wanted to make it a little bit more accessible. Um, so we packaged it in a way that people can easily watch the videos, um, brought the price down because it's now this prepackaged uh, 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 resource. And we still have the opportunity, if you wanted to, you can not only purchase the course, but you can actually purchase um, coaching with Steve Wintner. So it's a second option to actually purchase coaching time where he'll actually help you implement the system in your firm. And we're doing it because that's all that matters to us. We want to, to get this information out to the architects so, so we can be stronger, a stronger profession. Well, one reason why I think your course is so valuable is I, I tend to take in a lot of information. I read audio books, I read papers, I, and I apply it to my projects. And uh, like, for example, one thing that I'm looking into is OKRs, um, objectives and, and key results. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the book that I'm reading is basically how Google's doing this. And I, I really like it. We want to try to implement it. But then it's like, OK, how does that relate to architecture? 
and I can kind of see how I can do it, but I'm trying to figure out how it can happen, how, you know, my team can implement that. And it's a whole nother layer to take business ideas and business practices, either great business practices that are at huge firms or medium firms, and then apply it to architecture. So what's so valuable about your course is that some of these concepts are concepts you'd see in, in any business, but it's very practical and how it relates to architecture. And I actually wanted to touch on, you know, on your website, and we'll give a, a link in the show notes and, and you'll say the link to where people can sure. go. Yep. There's the seven parts. And I actually don't know which one to pick because I think I could go for a reason of why each one of them is, is very awesome. But one that I think people are missing, and you've seen Shark Tank, right? Sure. Mark? Yep. One of my favorites. And besides when people have a terrible idea and they rip into them. This, the most reason they rip into people is because they don't know their numbers and they don't know their metrics, right? right? So as an architect, you might know code, IBC, IRC. You might know square footage numbers for costs. Do you know your own metrics? And I even before this course, I started because I was reading another book by Gino Whitman, I think it was, uh, EOS System. And then I, I applied that to you know our business. And I'm like, well, this doesn't really work. So now I'm doing some different numbers. And I'm sure that <laughs> your course has the ones that really, really apply. Um, so it's just shortcutting and maximizing that. But I question whether real firms know their numbers. And I question it because I believe slash know I have a real firm and we were operating for a long time on how much pile of cash do we have at the end of the year? That's right. our profit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that's most architects, you know. So what you yeah. just described is what most of us have been doing, and including myself, for many many years. Um, we sort of you get as much work as you can get, get paid as much as you can get paid to do it, and get enough to keep doing it, right? That's what most of our financial management system is. That's what it is. Um, this system is actually built specifically for architects, so it's totally different than if you were a, a, a you know a, a widget maker or a, or even a, 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 a you know a lawyer. Architects, yep. what architect? We don't sell widgets. We sell ideas, and the time that it takes to develop those ideas, and so we work very differently than anybody else. And so this system, that is the system that's that's in the handbook, um, is specifically for architects. And so there's a few things in there that is are unique to the way that architects work. And I, I can't stress that enough too, because a lot of times there'll be from these business seminars, business books, there'll be Q and As. And a lot of the hesitation is, well, whatever you said doesn't apply to my industry. Right. Well, you can't say that with a guy who has yeah. an architecture firm who's partnered with the architect guy on how to run this profit system that's honing it for this whole community. Right. So this isn't your first rodeo. You've been doing your podcast for years. You've been helping out a community. Your Facebook community, I swear we probably shout about it you know, every, every week. Every episode you do. You do. <laughs> yeah. I listen to every show you do, so I, I hear it. And yeah, almost every episode you mention it. Yeah. So you have a very successful community and you have a successful community because you're helping people out yeah. um, and you've refined it. So you put this together. Can you tell us now this is a, a this is a new course, but it's based off of one a live thing that you've done. And it's based on how, how long have you been doing um, your podcast? Uh, we launched the podcast or I launched. I always say we but it's me. Uh, I launched the podcast December or December 12th, 2012. It was my 12, 12, 12 project. Perfect. So what is that? Six, seven years? 
No, at I, least yeah well you're asking two architects to do math are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> we need hey let's call an engineer <laughs> where's my calculator yeah, where, there. so anyways it's not like this is the first time you're throwing something out there so i'm i know that you've incorporated success from that you've seen not only in your own firm but out in the field when you've talked to it other people so is there any the story that comes to mind or anything where you could tell us a little bit about how this has helped someone out. Yeah, I could, I could tell you a couple of things. First of all, for myself, you know, I, I was the typical architect when it comes to numbers. I didn't want to deal with any numbers. Um, and I just didn't understand what I was doing. And I was doing that financial management system that I was talking about before, you know, get as much work as you can get, get paid as high as you can get paid. And then, you know, hope, hope and pray that you have profit at the end of the year. Um, and then I met Steve Wintner and and Steve is a very unique guy. I, I don't know if you've ever heard him speak or train. He's been training. This system is over 30 years old. He's been doing this for a very long time. Um, and one of the reasons he wanted to partner with me is because he's, he, he wanted to get this information out, you know, that this is something that, that he didn't want to, to, you know, sort of fade away when he faded away. He wanted it to live beyond him. And so, so we partnered up to do that. And when, when, um, he started teaching me what I needed to know and I started applying it to my firm. Everything changed, you know, not only did, was I profitable, but everything got, everything else got easier. I was be, I could, I could, you know, um, uh, hire more people. I could build better marketing systems. You know, I had more time for my family because the money was there. Um, more recently, you know, we, this, this specific course, uh, is based on the entree architect profit workshop, which was a, a five week program that we did um, every week we we met and we did a live training on these sec same sections did live training did some homework um, and then we had follow-up calls and coaching calls and that was all live and that was great because it was like an accountability factor in that um, but it was expensive because of the time commitment that we were putting into that um, and with and when you when you talk about expense it's really relevant you know it's 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 relevant to I mean if you apply uh, if you if you focus on finance at all, you're going to make more money, and so the money that you make is e easily going to to pay for whatever course that you take if you learn your numbers. Um, but but more recently in in the workshop, um, we just had a um, one of our members came back to us and was talking about one of the proposals that he was put sending out, um, and his typical proposal was in the you know um, he didn't. He, no one ever really focuses on how much profit the proposal has. And one of the sections in here is, is to calculate your fees. And the, and the whole section is about putting together a fee proposal that includes all the things that we need, including overhead and profit and, and knowing exactly how much overhead and profit that you're going to include in that proposal. Um, and so he came back to us the other day and was saying that he put together a fee proposal and he realized that he could actually include 30% profit on that proposal. Um, just by because of the way he now knew his numbers, he could apply, he could go through the calculator, he could plug in all the numbers that he needed to plug in and the calculator said, okay, here's what your fee could be. And he realized that that fee was actually lower than the fee that he could have actually proposed. And so he proposed the, the higher fee and that calculated out to be about 30% profit. And so just by understanding how his numbers worked, he had the more, um, more knowledge, but even more so more confidence to go back to a client and say, here's my proposal. And, you know, they don't know how much profit's included in it. He knows how much profit's included in it. 
one of the I have three reasons why I think people should go to your course and 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 buy your course and use your course. And I want everyone to know that I'm not getting a commission. This isn't paid. This is literally I think that the professional will be better if we can better understand business. Yeah. Um and the first reason is sometimes I know stuff but I don't do it. You know, I I I yeah. and one example is this for profit. So we're bidding on a project and this is a large project and it's quite unique because it's a design build. And, and I asked Lance, I go, well, where's it, where's the profit in, in this pro forma? And to, to tattle on ourselves is like, well, we're hoping to make it up in the labor and all this other stuff. And the bid was already out, you know, it's all fine. But I was like, we know how to do this. Like yeah. we know the answers that we should be doing this. And what you do is that you give people a system, right? right so exactly. if, they take, if they take your course and implement it, yep. and then all of a sudden that's what they follow, it's way better than what I would say is semi-successful guys that are kind of cobbling it together, making it work, but knowing that, well, one, we, at, at our firm, the, the way that our, the way we put out actual work is very systematized. So we know that that works. So we just need to get better at this, right? So creating that system, that Mark has put together will really help out. Then it's gonna help you run more smoothly. So now in the back of my head, with this project that I just talked about, we're worried about, okay, can we do this for this? Can this get done? Where can we squeeze this out? And it's taking up space in our brain. Yep. And it's it's literally probably making us work, uh, it's making us less efficient because there's space in there that should be freed up so that I can focus on other things, right? So your sort of system will help people run smoothly. So, and then the last thing it'll do is it will reduce stress, right? I was and gonna mention a, that, yeah. A lot of people don't, don't work well under pressure. You can put on stress on people, you can frazzle people easily by throwing too much stuff on it. And I don't think people realize the benefit of it until their work becomes clear, until that system is in place. And then they go, holy cow, it's that perspective. I've heard a quote, I think, uh, Jeff Bezos says it a lot. He got it from someone or someone else. Perspective is worth 20 IQ points, right? And taking away that stress allows you to have more perspective right. and allows you to make better decisions. So having this system in place, you know, I don't even have to guarantee this project, be this, your, uh, your course, because you have a money back guarantee. Right. Yeah. So if it doesn't work out for you, if for some reason you aren't, the key to success in your course is, I think, just executing it. And then you might have some tweaks because you might run your business slightly different or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and we teach it that way. We teach it so it's custom to your firm. Yeah, but but I, I can't I cannot possibly see people not getting their money's worth. It, it just it just baffles yeah, my mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The, and the the um, there is a money back guarantee. Everything we've always done is money back guarantee. Um, the reason that there's a money back guarantee is for one, we know that it, that it works. We know that it's, it's a proven system for 30 plus years. Um, but everything I've ever done at Entree Architect has been money back guarantee because this is, this mission, this whole Entree Architect mission is way bigger than me. This is not about me making a bunch of money because I'm not making a lot of money. I can tell you that I'm, I'm making, I'm, cause I'm putting everything right back into Entree Architect cause I want it to grow way beyond me. Because this is about improving the profession. This is about improving the profession one small firm architect at a time because the small firm architects are the foundation of the profession. And if we're all struggling, then the profession is struggling. And if we're all thriving, then the profession thrives. And so for me, this is a mission, and Steve is the same way. This is about helping architects 
build better businesses so they can be better architects. And you hear me say that all the time and it becomes, it became this, you know, this, this tagline that I have, but that's what I really believe that if we build better businesses, we can be better architects and, and the finances are the first piece of that. Yeah. And, and I agree a hundred percent. And the world of architecture is not getting any easier, right? Clients have always been, um, uh, amazing. And then also a hindrance. The, the city has been, you know, permitting has been the same thing. It's almost getting worse with the bureaucracy. So you, as a small firm, have to be more efficient and give more value for, for the profession to, to survive. Um, so I think this is absolutely critical. Um, two more things. One, where, if they want to look into this further, where, where, they, where should they go? And what kind of parting words would you leave people with? Yeah, oh, that's easy. The, uh, the, the course is found at entrearchitect.com slash profit course. So it's nice and easy, easy. to find. Entrearchitect.com slash profit course. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the information's there. And there's, like I said, there's two ways to, to purchase it. You can either purchase just the course, which is plenty. You have everything you need there. But if you want that additional accountability and that additional support and somebody who is passionate about you implementing this, at the, at the highest level you can, you can actually hire Steve to help you implement it right there on the, on the, on the page. Um, my, my parting words are going to be my parting words for any time anybody asks me that. There's three rules that I'm trying to teach the world, and I'm doing that through Entree Architect, but this is much bigger than Entree Architect and Architects, is, is love, learn, share. And if we can just follow those three rules, and it sounds a little corny to hear love, learn, share. I know it's a little mushy, but I really believe that all the shit that's going on in the world right now, um, and I, I apologize for cursing, but I get passionate about it. Yeah. It's, it's if we just took care of one another, no matter what we believe, no matter what our political you know, uh, opinions are, if we just took care of one another, the world would be a better place. So love, that's the first step. Learn, learn everything you can possibly learn. Learn your numbers, learn your financing, learn about, you know, art, learn everything that you can learn and then give it away. Try to do everything you can by sharing it, which is a third piece is share, share everything that you know, which is what I'm trying to do with Entree Architect is I'm absolutely trying to share everything I know. I've been doing that from the very beginning. Um, and I'm encouraging others to follow that same, those, those same three rules, because if we can build that up through the Entree Architect community and we push that out to the rest of the world through the Entree Architect community, then the architects have made the world a better place. That is awesome. Um, I have a question for you. So I, yeah. I have your t-shirt that says love, learn, share. Yeah. I can't remember if I bought it or if you gave it to me. Um, you did buy it. It was, it was, we actually designed those for, the Koran conference that was canceled because of the hurricane in Miami. And yep. so I ended up having a whole bunch of them. I had like 50 of them printed. Um, and um, it was a fundraiser for Tabitha Ponte, who was organizing, um, bringing baby food, flying baby food. She was trying to organize a flight to, ba- to, to bring baby food to Puerto Rico during that same hurricane that wiped out Puerto Rico. And so I sold those, those T-shirts and I took every penny that we've we earned from them and donated it all to Tabitha's uh, mission to get baby food to Puerto Rico. So are they, they no longer exist? They're not on your website? The they t-shirts? Can't... Yeah, no, that yeah. was a limited run. That was the only only shirts that we had. There were about 50 I, of them. Well, if you ever want to bring it back, let me know. I will promote it at least for like 10 episodes straight because I, I try to minimize my clothing because I don't want to do that much laundry. 
and I think I have about five t-shirts, right? So at the weekend I'll wear, you know, so every two weeks I probably wear your shirt. And when I'm looking at it, I go, well, I want to feel good today because it says love, learn, share. And it literally changes my mood and it's yeah. a reminder to be a better person. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for that message. And thanks thank for wearing for it. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love wearing that shirt. Um, so that's, that's, I would just echo what you said. Um, go check out the Entree Architect podcast. You can find it. If you're listening to this podcast, you can find it. <laughs> I don't even need to tell you. Yeah. Um, but so stay in touch with Mark. Go to uh, Entree Architect on Facebook group. You'll be able to find that too. Join that if you haven't. And keep listening and keep growing. All right. I, I want to say one thing before we wrap up, Alex. You guys yeah. are doing a great job with Inside the Firm. I've been listening from the very, very beginning. Um, you guys are, I love the transparency. I love the knowledge. You take things at a very high level and bring it down to a very easy to understand level. Uh, and you're doing a great job. And I appreciate you sharing the knowledge too. Uh, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that, Mark. I hope you enjoyed both of those. Again, uh, go to insidethefirmpodcast.com and I'll have links to these. But the links are for Enix is arcresources.org, not .com. So .org forward slash profit dash levers. Uh, Mark's is entrearchitect.com forward slash profit dash course. So one is profit levers, one is profit course. Uh, I hope you like that. Please choose one. Give it a try. They both offer money back guarantee. Um, so there is, there's no reason for you not to try at least the first couple weeks. Um, actually implement it. Actually do what they say. And then you can decide if it's not worth your time. So they both have money back guarantees. Set aside a Monday morning to listen to it. Wake up early. Get it done. It, it's going to be really, really helpful. Now I have a little special here at the end, um, and it it comes from it, I used to watch late night. Well, not too much, but you know sometimes you'd watch late night TV. They have a guest on, and then immediately when it went to commercials, right, they'd start to fade out, and the guest and the host would like lean in and start talking. I'm like, what are they talking about now? Like what? Like that's that's what I want to hear. So, anyways, after I was done uh, talking with Mark LePage, you know, cut out. We were chatting as we were doing some computer stuff. Um, and we captured it on audio and I have a, a, that secret little snippet for you that I think Mark really helps, uh, just off the cuff, you know, kind of explain what he's doing. So please listen to this and again, go to, uh, find, find their courses and at least give it a, a good old college try. Thanks for listening. Put in a system. I'm like, people don't realize that they're going to make their money back. And yeah. like, I want to yeah. get that across. Like they don't realize like. This is a no brainer. This right. is not like, oh, I might make some money. I might, you know, I might not. Is no, no, no. You will. Don't. Do not worry. Do not fear. Yeah, exactly. I, I. Uh, there's a saying on the pod, on the on the sales page here. I forget. Invest in your future. In you, invest in your financial future today and enjoy the results for a lifetime. And that's that's you know you spend a little time and a little money to learn this stuff. You know, the thing that really is, is, is fascinating about learning your numbers is that um, you can go into negotiations with so much confidence because you know how much you're, you're making. You know where your profit number is. And if you need to negotiate, you can say, okay, well, I can negotiate from here to here with all the confidence in the world. And then once I get to this point, game's over. We're, we're out. We can't go any lower than that. Um, yep. And so 
that that knowledge is so important. It's so so powerful to have that that knowledge in your head. Um, and we've you know and and we've not only built the 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 courses the video courses, but the, all the spreadsheets are in there. Um, and we built I've built calculators based on Steve's spreadsheets to make it even easier and quick. Like one of them is is um, uh, that fee that fee uh, budgeting process, which is only available in the course, um, is a is a uh, project fee budget and it and it will actually do what you were saying it'll actually calculate how much uh, profit your your proposal will have in it